get everything else, but why the rubber chicken? Hmm. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and it's alright to be manipulated, as long as you know you're being manipulated. <laughs> yeah, it is, Mike, man. <laughs> How's everything going, man? How are you and the fam doing? We're good. We're good. I mean, um, things are still pretty crazy with uh, the coronavirus and everything. I'm hoping life gets back to normal soon. I don't know how you feel, but I'm ready to move on. You know, nothing's changed for me as, you know, you already know I I worked from home before this even happened. So like nothing's changed for me except for like my kids and my wife. They're benefiting from being home, but I think they're exhausted now. You know, they want to get out. Yeah, I don't know about your kids, but my kid needs to get back to school, which (laughs) probably is not going to happen this year, unfortunately. Yeah, man. So, Mike, man, for the people listening to us for the first time, man, where can they find us at? Lots of places, Will. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Apple devices. You can watch us on YouTube, of course. We are on iHeartRadio, Pandora. We're on Pocket Cast, Radio Public. And you can also listen to us on your Amazon Echo. Just, sure. you know, say our name and we'll uh, they'll play the newest episode for you. All right. That's kind of cool. We're in a lot of places. And, Mike, I have a shout-out today. Uh, it's a special one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's- it's one of our close friends, our one of our close followers. His name is Owen. I should have asked him how to pronounce his last name. So, Owen, I apologize. I don't even want to screw it up on this time, man. But uh, I want to give Owen a shout out because he's actually taken over our Twitter account. He created it for us, and he's going to run it. That's fantastic. Finally. Yeah, so we're now on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and everything else Mike already named. <laughs> yep. I am sure now that we're on Twitter, Tim Partridge is gonna be very happy. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's been Shout asking out. us for he's been asking us for months to get on Twitter. So here we are, we're on Twitter now. Yeah, man. Shout out to Tim and Owen because they're both Liquidator fans and they both wanted to co-host with us on a Liquidator episode. But Tim beat Owen to the punch, so we'll see Tim before Owen gets on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But uh, real quick, Mike, man, before we get into our episode, you know, um, for the past two weeks as of this recording, what's today's date? I don't even know today's date, Mike. Fifth. April 5th. April 5th. Uh, as of April 5th, uh, the past two weekends, we've been um, having hosting Skype chats with uh, some of our followers on Facebook. And, you know, we've been talking Darkwing, talking some new DuckTales, you know, people showing off their collections. You know, you get proud, you know, in some moments. Sometimes you get jealous when you see other people's stuff. Sometimes you, know? you learn things you didn't expect to learn. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's kind of cool seeing what some other people collect, man. It's really, you know, interesting and ha- having these conversations with these people, man. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to talk shop about Darkwing. Yeah, you know, we just need a break. Everybody's stuck in the house, and, you know, you need a break from your family. It's a chance to meet new people, and it seems so far in our Skype chats, everybody's on the East Coast, so that's kind of cool, too. But, you know, it would be kind of cool to get some West Coast folks up in there. Yeah, so anybody who's listening who might be interested in doing this with us, let us know, you know? Message mm-hmm. us or just tell us on the Facebook group you want to be a part of it, and we'll we'll get you in there. Yeah, we'll definitely get you in there, man. No problem at all. All right, so Mike, we're back to Saturday morning, ain't that right? Yeah, we are. I feel like we don't get we get back to Saturday morning pretty frequently these days. I love it to be honest with you, man. <laughs> yeah, I love talking about these episodes, especially today's. Yeah, today is one of those underrated not talked about episodes to me, man. This is a really good episode. There's one thing I don't like about it, but other than that, I love this episode. 
Yes, this one's one of my favorites. It's a lot of fun. It's called Calm a Chameleon. Yeah. And really quick, really quick, Will, where did mm-hmm. that title come from? Um, what was his name from the 80s? Uh, Boy George? <laughs> yeah, Culture Club. Um, mm-hmm. car- the song was called Karma Chameleon. You know, Karma, 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 Karma Chameleon. And that's this, Karma Chameleon. It's a play on words of that song. Yeah, I didn't know man. that until I was much older. I, d- I did not get that as a kid. I didn't get it either. I didn't know he was saying karma until like maybe mid nineties. And I saw it like, uh, one of the VH1 pop-up videos. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, Whoa, he was saying karma the whole time. I thought he was just saying come a chameleon, you know? <laughs> Me too. Me too. But now when I hear the song, I can't, I always think of this episode. Yeah, man. Last thing before we get into the episode, uh, I don't know if you watched the show called the Goldbergs. Well, they did an episode where the, the middle, um, the middle child, Barry, he did the like he dressed up at school as Boy George from that video, and it was it, it's hilarious. And everybody's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm being Boy George." They were like, "The song is cool, but his style's not," you know. <laughs> yeah, actually, we've been watching that show for years. We keep up with it every Wednesday. It's a really enjoyable show. Yeah, man, I I just started on it like a couple of months ago, man. I'm hooked right now. I'm I'm hooked. Yeah, it's fun. I do enjoy it. All right, so Mike, man, let's get into this episode, Comma Chameleon. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's our production air date order? Okay, so Saturday, of course. Saturday, October 26th, 1991, and 27th in production order. Mm, that's kind of, that's not in the middle, but like between the beginning and the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's mm-hmm. just late enough in production that it doesn't seem like such an early episode. Mm-hmm. And our story editor for this one is Carter Crocker. He's come up before. Yeah, we get and our, a lot. And our writer is Dean Steffen, and we mentioned him only once before. He wrote uh, Double Dark Wings, and we're going to mention him again because he co-wrote Bad Tidings. Honestly, two episodes I'm not that fond of, but mm-hmm. this is this one's his only other Darkwing episode, but this one is really good. Yeah, this is the good one. Definitely. There is there From a writing standpoint, there's only one thing I don't like about it, but I'll talk about it when we get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a strong one. Part of the reason why it's so strong, it's one of those episodes that's definitely part of the top tier Disney Japan studios. Um, this mm-hmm. one went to Tama. Okay. The other the other episodes we've talked about that went to Tama were uh, Darkly Dawns of Duck Part Two, Naked Duck, and Can't Buy You Love. So this oh. is one of those top tier animation episodes from J- Disney Japan. And okay. of course, I'll talk about their episodes when we get there too. It, um, their animation, I mean, when we get there. Um, the animation just works for this episode quite a bit because we have a shape-shifting villain today. Oh, yeah. And Japan's animation really helps. Mm-hmm. It gives the cartoon, it gives this episode a very loony edge that it really, 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 really helps it uh, succeed. Um, so that said, let's start talking about our plot and pretty much let's start talking about our villain because she's the first character we meet. Yeah, we, get all, we start off right out the bat with Camille. She's opening a safe. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, who's she voiced by? She's voiced by Jennifer Darling. She, The only other Darkwing character she voiced was one of our earliest characters. She voiced, of course, if you remember, Rhododendron. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, while Rhododendron, the only, you know, she wasn't too much of a character. The only thing Jennifer Darling had to do with that voice is sound sweet and concerned, you know? Mm-hmm. Camille Chameleon, though, has a really cool voice, especially the she hisses like a, like a lizard. Yeah, she perfected that, man. She did really good. Yeah, this is a great role for her. She has like she's got a very mysterious voice. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. And her and her voice, of course, is her dead giveaway when she transforms into other characters. 
Yeah, man. So, so Mike, going back to the plot, man. Mm-hmm. Um, she she's opening a safe and then she creeps up in there. Well, she already shapeshift once, and then yeah, uh, she goes. Or she used a blowtorch to cut a hole in this in the vault door, but then mm-hmm. she transformed into like this burly guy so she can punch the hole through, and mm-hmm. then she goes through the hole as herself. Yeah, when she goes through the hole, she starts opening these drawers in the safe. Uh, Mike, really quick, man. I love the score that's playing during this scene, man. I had to yeah. rewind it like two or three times. I thought it was so dope, man. Yeah, uh, Philip Giffen got to compose a new new theme song for Camille Chameleon. Oh, okay. Yeah, she definitely gets her own theme. Yeah, I, and, I loved it, man. <laughs> and they don't recycle it. You only hear it in this one episode. Oh, yeah, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, uh, don't know, Mike, we don't know what her plot is yet, though. We just know she's after... Um, plates to print money. Mm-hmm. You know, we can get a general idea what her plot, you know, what her plan is, but she doesn't spell it out for us right away. Yeah, but then we get an entrance, though, Mike. Doesn't take long. Here's Darkwing, and his entrance line is, you know, is uh, references basically money, being in a bank. He mm-hmm. says, "I am the substantial and this inescapable penalty for early withdrawal." You know, <laughs> don't like those penalties. Yep. So it's it's always bank related. So Darkwing shows up, but there's no villain. She's not there. Well, no. yeah, she is. Kind of. Yeah, she is. <laughs> we know she's, she is, but yep. she she's a stool. Yeah, she's just a little wooden stool, and he's <laughs> like, wait a minute, something's wrong here. Mm-hmm. And then when he goes to sit down, she turns back into the big burly guy again. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, wait, are you the crook? And she's like, yeah, but keep it under your hat. And she steps on him. <laughs> she, even gets... her, she even wiped her feet on him, man. That was so dirty. <laughs> Darkwing gets smashed up something good in this episode. <laughs> like, this is one of those episodes where he really takes a beating. Oh, yeah. But when Launchpad walks in. She's not there no more. No. What is Darkwing fighting with? I have to ask you, was this a mop reference to Fantasia? I was gonna ask you too. Was this a mop? Was this a broom? It he, looks like it looks like a broom, mm-hmm. but they keep calling it a mop. Yeah, and then like <laughs> when she started walking, it kind of did look a little bit like the mops from Fantasia. Uh huh. That's why I thought it was a broom, because in Fantasia mm-hmm. it's a broom, but they keep talking about it like it's it's like it's a mop. Yeah. And that's when Darkwing realizes he has a shapeshifter on his hands. Mm-hmm. She she leaves the vault. They take off after her, and all they see on the street is a little girl looking at a lollipop. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. late at night, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he doesn't recognize it's her because he can't. He she hisses, but he's not quite aware, you know, that that's a giveaway yet. Yeah. Um. But he calls a cab, and I don't know if you noticed the cab driver is the exact same one from Slaves to Fashion. Oh no, nah, I didn't catch that. It's it's the same one, and I guess they use the exact same model because just like that episode, he still looks like a zombie. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, really, it's really quick. You can barely catch it. Um, she gets into the cab. They drive away. And then Darkwing sees her in the back window waving at him. Yeah, she's he realized, now. <laughs> he realizes he's been fooled. Yeah. And so, then we get a cut scene, though, Mike. And this is kind of where, like, there's, like, a, a subplot going on here. This is the one part of the episode I think the writing kind of fails a bit. Because the subplot we get is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's a honker sub subplot. You know, we really haven't gotten honker in a while, have we? No, we haven't. So it's a honker subplot, and he's been strung up the flagpole at school by the bullies. And 
you know, he feels ashamed of himself. He's got low self-esteem and he just feels like garbage. You feel really bad for Honker. Mm-hmm. And Goslin is put in a really, really weird position of trying to defend him, but she knows he's a wimp. And she tries to come up with like a, a positive thing to tell him. All she can come up with is that he's subdued. Yeah. And that's not an adjective you want to call someone. That's not reassuring. So mm-hmm. he leaves the scene feeling feeling terrible. And yeah. you know, he's you know, he's like a nerd cake by any other name is still a wimp. And all Gosling <laughs> can say is, Oh, the poor wimp. And <laughs> this is this is this is the making of a great B plot because it gets to a part of Honker that we really haven't touched on yet, his low self-esteem. We're going to see a lot more of that coming up in future episodes. Yeah. But this is the first time they really touch on it. But what but my problem is with this B-plot, it doesn't really mesh well with our A-plot. It doesn't flow with it, but it pays off, though, eventually. It, I mean, there are, it does definitely pays off at the end. But there are mm-hmm. times we cut away from the main Darkwing plot. And I feel like nothing is quite hooking up all that well. I yeah. feel like this thing with Honker could have been its own episode, mm-hmm. you know? But there are some fun parts of this, I'll admit. Yeah. But we'll get back to Gosling and Honker in a little bit. Um, we check back on our villain. Yep. She's having a problem with the plates. Yeah, she's in her um, she's in her secret lair in, like, the side of, like, a rocky mountain. It kind of reminds me of Pride Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she's having trouble. She's printing money. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. she's using these these plates to print money, but the ink keeps running. Yeah, she it can't ran do really it. quick. <laughs> yeah, the ink runs right off the paper. Um, so she's gonna find better ink. Basically, is her next goal. And really cool scene transition. She throws the bottle of ink at the screen, mm-hmm. and the ink covers the screen. And when it drips away, it's the next scene. Yep. And the shot of her throwing the ink, they actually put in the ABC version of the theme, which is cool. Yeah, that's so um, cool. So we're back at the Mallet House, and yeah, got, Drake's, got, Drake's trying to oh, figure out this problem. Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, Drake is trying to figure out what to do about this situation, how to, how to stop this villain. He trips on a barbell and crashes into the wall because Goslin's trying to, you know, toughen up Honker, you know, mm-hmm. to, to get him, to get him, give him more self-esteem. Yep. But what's going on with Drake? He, he's not really into it. He's, his mind is preoccupied, right? Yeah, he's trying to figure out this whole villain thing and the shape shifting. Mm-hmm. And she's begging him. She's she's grabbing his his shirt and she's begging him to help Honker. Um, and she finally gets him to to do it by playing on his ego. Mm-hmm. And that's when Drake says, "It's all right to be manipulated as long as you know you're being manipulated." The line I used <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. So he decides since Honker is not assertive at all, he cannot say no. To anybody. Do you remember the name of his assertiveness training course? Uh, the Darkwing assert- Assertiveness Training Course Book, right? Yeah, he pulls it out of the closet and you see all these boxes full of books. I bet he hasn't sold a single one. <laughs> because yeah, there that, was... that would be so true, right? Yeah, You know what? I didn't even think of that when you just until you just said that, that he hasn't sold any of them because there were so many in the closet, you know? <laughs> in a future episode that we find out Gizmodak has a best-selling book. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he gives the book to Honker, tells him he has to be more assertive, and then sends Honker on his way. Yep. But then Launchpad walks in. Mm-hmm. Launchpad walks in. There's been a robbery at Inc. Incorporated. Inc. Inc. <laughs> Inc. Inc. 
<laughs> so yeah, so this is actually a cool little bit of a bit of a staging here. Drake and Launchpad hop in the easy chairs. The easy chairs spin, but then they spin back around and it's Darkwing sitting in the chair. Mm-hmm. No because Launchpad. Said, no Launchpad's gone. And he says a Darkwing Duck assertiveness training chorus. Live it, learn it, love it, or something like that. He says it's really cool how he comes back dressed as Darkwing. Oh yeah, he had to promote it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So now we get this very long chase sequence. Oh yeah. Yeah, and oh man, the Thunderquack takes such a beating in this episode. Thunderquack, the rat catcher. I'm sorry. Yeah, because uh, basically, like they they walk up to Ink Ink, and as soon as they uh, pull up to the door, mm-hmm. an old man walks out. Right. But it's, but it's not, not an old man. No, it's Camille. Yeah, uh, DW realizes quick too because of the hissing. Mm-hmm. So she changes into a bicyclist. Mm-hmm. Jumps on a bicycle and takes off. Yeah, she leads them into a one-way tunnel. Well, first, she leads them into traffic. Oh, yeah, that's right. They jumped over all the vehicles. <laughs> yeah, they bounce off the top of the vehicles until they hit a convertible. And then she leads them into a tunnel, a one-way tunnel. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they get hit by a truck. Yeah, oh, man, the rat catcher got destroyed, man. Oh, the rat catcher's in terrible shape. Darkwing gets off it and he taps it. He goes, the old rat catcher's going to need a tune-up. And then the whole <laughs> thing falls apart. <laughs> okay. And then we get, and then we get, your, we get your mountain a bit again. Yeah, so they've, they've tracked her to her mountain lair. And Launchpad wanders off to find a different entrance. Mm-hmm. And then Launchpad wanders back in. Is it Launchpad? Nope, it's Camille. She's hissing. No. But, I- but Darkwing hasn't caught on. Well, he caught on a little bit. Well, he hears he hears her hiss, but mm-hmm. doesn't think twice about it. He just thinks Launchpad has a sore throat. Mm-hmm. How else can you tell it's Camille when she changes into different characters? The yellow eyes. Yeah, with a with a little the blue the blue uh, lines underneath the eyes too. So mm-hmm. you can definitely tell it's her. Yeah. And um, so Camille disguises Launchpad and Darkwing get into her hideout, where Darkwing sees la- the real Launchpad tied up. And here's a scene that was actually cut out of the episode really early on in its lifetime. Darkwing turns around, and Camille has a gun in his face, an actual pistol. Now, this aired on ABC, uncut like this. But by the time it moved on to the Disney afternoon, this scene was gone. Mm. And it was gone on Toon Disney. So thank goodness it's uncut on Disney+. Plus. It was actually the first time I've seen it in 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Camille has the pistol in his face and tells him to drop his weapon. It's just that one scene. This next scene was never edited. Thank goodness, because it's a really funny scene. Mm-hmm. So what is, you, you tell us what Darkwing does, Will. Man, he drops everything. Bows and arrows, axes. It was everything in there. <laughs> yeah, all his weaponry, everything. A missile launcher, a chainsaw. Um, this shot was actually in the, uh, the ABC theme song, too. But what's the last thing he plops on top of the chainsaw? The rubber chicken. <laughs> and Camille's like, I understand everything else, but why the rubber chicken? And he goes, eh, get to laugh at parties. It does. <laughs> so uh, what does what Camille... Yeah, it's a, it's a great little scene. Darkwing has a good sense of humor. And what does she do to them? Uh, she ties them to the railroad track. Yeah, not very original. Effective, Mm-mm. yes, but not very original. And yeah. Darkwing says... Uh, so now we finally find out Camille's uh, origin. Yep. And this, this is my fav- one of my favorite Darkwing moments in this episode. She gets ready to tell her origin, and he goes, oh, boy, this is it. The How I Became a Villain story. Like this he's, is the second he's, time he's he said that, all. isn't it? He did it with um, 
Isis Vanderchill, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so she tells her story. Do you remember what it was? She was a pretty girl uh, that everybody was making fun of. And then she had like these uh, chameleons. And then she like something with their. Um, help me out, Mike. Um, she um, She was studying biology. Everybody made fun of her. And she found a way to extract the essence, the transformation essence of a chameleon. And it gave her transformation powers. While we're talking about her her story real quick, Mike, I've always wanted to, I've always wondered, like, why she was a duck, but she had a lizard tail, you know? Well, I guess it mutated her, too. Okay. Because, yeah, she's a duck. But she has this long neck. She always holds her arms at her sides like a lizard. She has this big lizard tail. And she doesn't quite walk. She shuffles her feet. Mm-hmm. And her hair makes it look like a lizard's uh, spikes. It's a, really, <laughs> it's a really cool design to go mm-hmm. with that voice. She yeah. never did come back, though, which was a shame. Um, so she has them tied up. She doesn't say to watch him get killed, of course, because villains never do that. I do like the staging. As she's talking about her origin, you see the train go past in the trestle in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a really cool shot. So she leaves, and they have to figure out a way out of this. Yep. How does Darkwing, at least he, how does he at least try to save them? He throws his hat at the at the latch for the railroad track to shift it. Yeah, and he says he learned it from his great-great-aunt, who happened to be a sideshow contortionist. I've said mm-hmm. it before. I think all of Darkwing's stories are BS. I don't know about you. <laughs> but he actually makes a mistake. Mm-hmm. He switches the train to the wrong track. Yeah, it's coming right at him now. And it's actually a cool shot looking right at the train as it switches tracks. Like, mm-hmm. everything's animated, even the background. It's really cool. It's one of those things only Disney Japan could do. And they get hit by the train. Yeah, but they survive it, though, Mike. Yeah, they're right on like the edge of the edge of the, the main the, the main engine. They don't actually get smashed. Yeah. Um, Darkwing looks so upset though, like it's like kind of pathetic. He screwed up. And you like the next scene? I love this shot, man. I love the shot when the train passes by Camille and she realizes that they survive. You can see the train just blowing past her, but her hair moving with the wind. Oh man, and it, it holds for like three to five seconds. I love that shot, man. The physics in this shot are cool. The way mm-hmm. the, the motion of the wind is pulling on her hair. It it is very cool. Mm-hmm. And again, it's something I don't think other studios would would even bother doing. Yeah, because so, it, it gave her like a good three to five seconds, let, and she's plotting, letting no no let, letting them know that she, she's not done. No, next time they deal with her is gonna be the last mm-hmm. time they deal with her. She says. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we gotta we gotta check back on with Honker and Goslin, mm-hmm. and um, Honker's reading a book. And what is what happens with Goslin? She wants to play. Wasn't she trying to play baseball? Yeah, she has a baseball bat on her. Mm-hmm. But she's taken off guard. What does Honker tell her? Uh, that is this that a little little. I'm stuttering. My bad. This is when he's like says he wants to stand up for himself while he's reading the book, and he's yeah. like he's telling her no to everything. No. He tells her straight out, no. And she's like, are you developing some sort of negativity complex? <laughs> and he says, no, he's not going to play with her right now. He's going to go create the new him, basically. Yeah. And that's not, this is going to blow up in Darkwing's face. And um, so this is the editing. We just go back and forth. And I feel like this could be tightened because now we go back to Camille. Yeah, she's setting up the trap on a statue. Yeah, she has a time bomb. She. Uh, it's a really quick scene. She just climbs up to the statue places the time bomb and scenes over already. And then we're back at the Mallard house with Goslin and Honker. 
Well, he's not honker anymore. Not honker, no. She <laughs> opens the door and who shows up? Speck. <laughs> yeah, it's Speck. So we got honker in biker gear with his hair slicked back. He's riding a motorcycle. In the and house. Do something, yeah, riding the motorcycle with, in the house. His name is Speck now. And uh, he's just being a complete jerk to her. Yep. This transformation happened quick. So Darkwing and Launchpad show up. And Speck, quote unquote Speck, opens a soda bottle on Darkwing's beak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this clearly is a problem with Honker, but Darkwing is just too engrossed in this case. You know, he yeah. can't deal with it right now. Yeah, Honker is like, well, Speck, I'm sorry. Speck is being rebellious. He's being a jerk, man. Yeah, and they do a little bit of a rebel without a cause thing with Honker. He, of <laughs> course, you know, Gosling asks, what is he rebelling against? Uh, what does Honker say? I don't remember exactly what he said. He goes, "What do you got?" It's so oh. cli- it's so cliched. It's so it's so James Dean. It's not even funny. <laughs> um, but all of a sudden, you see uh, not Tom Lockjaw. We see T- Dan Gander again, who is mm-hmm. voiced by Neil Ross. They were pretty consistent with that. Mm-hmm. Really quick scene, but they got Neil Ross for it. We haven't um, seen Lockjaw in a while, though, have we? No, not Justice Ducks. I think mm-hmm. he'll be back. And Dan Gander is interviewing a woman named Mrs. Howell. Just for reference, we've seen this Mrs. Howell design before. She was the woman at the beginning of Camp Buy You Love. Oh, Remember okay. her? Uh-huh. Exact same design. Only if you listen to Mrs. Howell, you know it's not Mrs. Howell. Who is that? Oh, it's Camille again. And this is all part of her plot because apparently, quote unquote, Mrs. Howell is putting her Howell diamond on display at the museum. Mm-hmm. And it's all a trick to get Darkwing to show up there. Yep. It's part of that setup when she was putting the, the dynamite on the statue. Right. So Darkwing and Launchpad leave. Really quick, there's an animation mistake in the next shot. Yeah, it was God. Oh, you caught that too. Gosling's mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah. Gosling's eyes are drawn wrong. Like the colors of her pupils and her irises are switched. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget when I first saw this episode as a kid, I'm like, did someone think she was Camille in disguise? I know, right? That's exactly where her <laughs> eyes look. Like, I think someone just just screwed up only because they had a, they had to color all those characters' eyes that way. Someone mm-hmm. probably just got their got their color key mixed up in that scene. Yeah. Um. So Goslin pieces it together really quick. What's going on? Because she hears Camille hissing. Yeah. And and Drake had mentioned at the beginning of the episode that the thief had a hissing voice. Mm-hmm. So Goslin right away realizes it's a trap. So yep. I do like <laughs> Darkwing's three W's for a stakeout. Where were they, Mike? We wait, we watch, and we whittle. (laughs) (laughs) He sits there, gets a little chunk of wood and a knife, and starts whittling. Um, Before we actually that shot of Darkwing at the the museum, Goslin tries to get Honker to help her. Mm -hmm. And Speck, sorry, Speck, he wants nothing to do with it. He's such a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so Goslin shows up at the museum to try to tell Darkwing and Launchpad it's a trap. Does Darkwing believe it's even her? No, he believes it's Camille at first, and then uh, he tells her she got to prove prove it to him, and mm-hmm. she does really quick. <laughs> what are the two ways she proves he's act she's actually Goslin? What are the two she, things she says? She said his true identity, and then she mentioned his boxers. <laughs> he has underwear with little hearts on them. And again, I said it back in um, All's Fahrenheit. He has those same underwear in that episode, and mm-hmm. in later episodes, he's also wearing that underwear. I know in uh. 
Um, Star Cross Circuits, he's wearing that underwear too. Um, but she they look for she looks for the bomb and she finds it right away. Mm-hmm. And there's some really funny animation of Darkwing panicking when she shows up with the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's a trap. Oh no, it's a trap. <laughs> it's, the animation's really funny on him. She throws the bomb away, it explodes. And they realize now that Camille's after the the Hal Publishing Empire. Mm-hmm. Like this, this is her true plot. Basically, yep. she wants to print her own money as a revenge scheme so she can be rich and fa- not rich and famous, just rich, so she can get even with everybody who laughed at her, basically. Yep. So we're getting close to our climax here. Yep. Show up at the uh, the, the Hal Publishing uh, factory, and Darkwing sends Goslin off to find the real Mrs. Hal. Mm-hmm. Goslin's got to go find her. But who does she... She doesn't find Howell, though. Who does she run into? She, she finds Speck. She finds Speck again. Instead of taking her to see Mrs. Howell, Speck puts her on his motorcycle and heads toward trouble. Yep. Because he's not, he says he's not afraid of trouble. <laughs> no. Speck does not run from trouble. Mm-hmm. Okay, so things are starting to heat up. This is the climax, and this is where I really start to enjoy this episode a lot more. Um, so Darkwing climbs up a ladder to try to get to Camille. And she knocks him off the ladder right into a printing press. It's really funny animation because Disney Japan goes wild with this with this printing press. Like every part of it's moving. And you see Darkwing get sucked into it. And he you see him going through the machine and he gets turned into a newspaper. And so there's a whole sequence now. The newspapers get wrapped up. The, the paper boy delivers it to her house. This guy gets his newspaper, opens it up. And then finds Darkwing all folded up inside of it. And he has to unfold him. And then Darkwing like blows into his hat to inflate it back to normal and then leaves. <laughs> yep. And then he returns right back to the battle where it left off. Like that never happened except it's for like, LP's comment. <laughs> it's such a pointless diversion, but it's some funny physical comedy. I do enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Launchpad goes, where have you been? And Darkwing <laughs> goes, oh, I've been out of circulation. <laughs> okay, so this is... This is this is where we're getting good. We're about three minutes out from the episode actually ending now, and this is where, to me, it gets really great. Mm-hmm. Okay, Darkwing's chasing Camille up on like the the catwalk up above, you know, above in the factory. She turns herself into a um a banana peel. He trips on it, falls off the the catwalk, ends up falling feet first into the ground. Mm-hmm. And that shot of him, like the shiver going up his body because of it, that was in the ABC theme song too. Okay. And then Camille turns into a safe and drops on him. Man, she <laughs> she fell hard on him too. Yeah, he really gets smashed. And just as she tries to escape, we get Speck and Goslin. They finally show up. Our two plots finally are intersecting. It took yeah. that long. It took 19 minutes for our plots to intersect. Um <laughs> Okay, so this is where the animation just, um, they put their best animators in the last three minutes of the episode. Like, this is where, this is the part of the episode I just love. This great bit where Launchpad has to pull Darkwing out of the ground, and he's so dazed. He's stammering all over the place. He can't stand still. And he's doing the, um, the, the you know, the airline spiel about putting your trays in an upright position. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so messed up. It's really funny animation. I love it. It's great. And then, um, you know, Goslin shows up and Speck shows up. And then Launchpad comes in. I don't know. Is it Launchpad? No, it's not Launchpad. It's Camille, though. But she, no, she, 
Yeah, she hit him hard with that mallet too, man. Yeah, the shot of uh, Camille coming down with the mallet, really dynamic. She smashes him flat into the ground. It's really mm-hmm. great. And then Camille walks off, and then Launchpad walks back in, and he's ready to kick Launchpad's butt. You know, and Launchpad insists, you know, it's me, it's me. And Goslin's like, yeah, it's me too. Underwear little hearts. And, you know, it's not Honker, but it's Spec. Mm-hmm. So where did Camille go? She was hiding behind the newspaper, and but she turns into Darkwing. No, <laughs> we have so two we have, Darkwing. We have two Darkwings, and my favorite Launchpad moment, He's he grabs the mallet. He's like, one of them can't be you. And who, of course, who does he hit? The real one. <laughs> he hits the Darkwing goes, nice try, Launchpad. You get one more chance. Um, <laughs> so Goslin is like, come on, Honker, we have to stop her. Um, but it isn't Honker, and it's not Spec. It's Camille again. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the real spec is like, you know, I'll handle this, babe. You know, Honker's all tough. And you know what? If this had been its own episode with Honker, I would love to have seen how Honker would have stood up to Tank. Mm-hmm. We don't get that, but it would have been cool. Yeah. But Camille turns into that big burly guy from the beginning of the episode. And she gets right in his face, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. Honker loses his cool. He's got no pizzazz anymore. He loses his nerve completely. Yep, his brains come back though. Yeah, so so um, Camille picks up Honker, throws him in a dumpster, and then goes after Darkwing and Launchpad again. Grabs him right by the throats. Mm-hmm. So it, things are good. Things are gonna hit the fan. Things are getting bad. And the final minute of the episode, best animation in the whole episode. I love whenever Disney Japan's animation gets to this level because this is my favorite part of the episode. Goslin runs to Honker. What happens next? He's, uh, he's he's Honker again. He's Honker again, yup. Mm-hmm. And what's Honker's plan? To turn up the heat. <laughs> turn up the heat, because as he says, since lizards are cold-blooded, the heat is going to speed up our metabolism. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where, this is some cool animation. It gets too hot for Camille, and her metabolism goes insane. She starts bouncing around the room, transforming into all of these characters. Like yeah, all she did the ones throughout the whole in. episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, herself, the little girl, Goslin, Launchpad, the biker, even Honker for some reason. Like in Honker's usual, you know, outfit, the stool, the the safe. She is bouncing everywhere. The animation is great. It's really cool. And finally, what happens to Camille? She turns into a lizard. Yep. She just shrinks down to a lizard. It's it's really funny. And so Darkwing grabs a lizard and tells the lizard it's going to spend the next 10 years in a maximum security terrarium. Mm-hmm. And um, so this, this run of dialogue from Jim that ends the episode is really great because he tells Honker, you know, you have to be yourself and nobody else. And Goslin rightly points out, okay, this coming from a man in a cape and mask. <laughs> and, it, and it ends with Darkwing trying to convince himself he isn't maladjusted. Yeah. Like everybody leaves, and Darkwing's like, you know, you know, I have to do this for for, for professional reasons. It's not like I'm maladjusted or anything. It can't be that, can it? Don't answer <laughs> that. <laughs> it's it's very funny, very Daffy Duck the way he's talking to himself as the episode ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. This episode is so much fun. Yeah. It's got such a great premise and such a fun villain. Yeah, it's one of those under-the-radar episodes, man. It really is. And I guess it's because it doesn't have, you know, a reoccurring villain. She's really just a one-shot, you mm-hmm. know? 
that no one, I mean, if it starred like Megavolt or something and, this, and the situation was similar, everyone would talk about it. Yeah. But it doesn't, so it doesn't really get much love. And when it comes to one-shot female characters, everybody gravitates towards Splatter Phoenix, who did get mm -hmm. to come back. This one, this one I just really enjoy. The animation has a lot to do with it. I will say that. This is one of the better Disney Japan episodes. And the story's just fun. I just wish that the A and B plots, um, they gelled a bit more. I wish there was they hooked up. I wish there was they connected better, you know? Yeah. So how many gas gun canisters are you gonna give this episode, Mike? I'm gonna give it three and a half. It's that underrated, in my opinion. Okay. okay. It's really fun. And I feel like also because it wasn't a Disney Afternoon episode that hasn't been available on, you know, DVD, people mm -hmm. haven't seen as much of it. Yeah. And now that it's on Disney Plus, unedited for the first time in 25 years, you can you can see the whole thing. Okay. And it's great. Three and a half. Fun episode. How about you? Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, and I'm going to explain a little more when we rate the villain. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's a great episode to me from beginning to end, except for the very end. And I'll, I'll explain that a little bit, too, on her when I uh, talk about her score. Uh, the animation is really good on this episode, as you said. They had one or two errors, but overall, it's really good. It's fluid. Uh, the storyline, the only thing I felt that hurt it is, like you said, is the... Um, I think it was the transitions, like you said, from going to the honker subplot and then with Camille, because the Camille thing is flowing really good throughout. The honker is good, too, but it's not quite as good, you know? Yeah, one thing I pointed out before, like I said, you know, honker takes the book and goes inside. We have this, like, 30-second scene with Camille, and then all of a sudden, honker's spec. Yeah. I feel like not enough time has passed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the animation's good, and I, I love Philip Giffen's score at that beginning, Mike. I loved it, man. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. so cool. Camille has, <laughs> a great, has a great theme. Mm -hmm. She does. All right, so how many gas gun cancers are you going to give Camille? I'm going to give her three. Um, okay. I think she's just a strong villain who you know, really they can only really use once when you get down to it. Um, but, you know, she's fun. Great design. You know, Jennifer Darling's voice is very sinister. I love what mm -hmm. she does with that voice. And it's just, and like I said, Disney Japan has fun with the transformations. So the, mm -hmm. the villain comes across very well compared to some other one shots we've talked about lately. <clears throat> Isis Vanderchill. Um, <laughs> but I like her. I think, she's a, I think she's a very fun villain. How about you? Okay. This is where I had a little problem now. I originally wanted to give her a four. She is a strong villain, and she is giving Darkwing hissy fits. Like, he cannot defeat her. The whole episode, he's confused. He doesn't know if it's her. She's tearing his butt up with the save, with the big bully that she turns into. She's tricking mm -hmm. him as the little girl. She's a phenomenal villain, in, in my opinion. The problem, only issue I had was the ending. She was still beating him up when they were at the um, Howl Publishing Place. Right. And she was beating him up, beating him up, and then it took Honker a split of a second when he finally came back to being Honker with his brain to just turn up the heat, and that that was it. She was defeated. I'd love to know how he would have defeated her if Honker wasn't in this episode. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing why I really like about this episode because he was just struggling with her. He had he couldn't solve the problem. Yeah, and you kind of feel like she couldn't have came back. If Honker didn't use that ending, you know, where he figured her out, I think she could have came back many more times, you know? Well, you know, she did come back in the Joe Books comics. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm just going to, not to spoil it, but it's a great scene. If you guys have not read those, please read them. They're great. But um, 
basically the storyline of this of this comic is that Darkwing's stuck in a maximum security prison with every villain he's ever fought. And Negaduck lets them all free to just to go hunt them down. And at one point he runs into Camille Chameleon disguised as Launchpad. Mm-hmm. He knows it's her. He can tell. But she's trying to disguise her voice so she doesn't hit any S's. But Darkwing tricks her into using S's and he realizes it's her. Mm-hmm. And the way he defeats her, he puts um basically hot therapy patches on her. <laughs> and the heat, you know, basically melts her because, mm-hmm. you know, she can't deal with the heat. So that was really clever. You know, I hope you get to I know you haven't read that yet, but it's a really, really great story. Um, that shows what he could have done if he ever did fight her again. Yeah. Um, but you know, she could have come back. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I guess it just didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. I, I would have liked to see her come back again, but the problem is that Honker solving her. I think they shouldn't mutate her to a lizard. They should have just had it to where she couldn't shape shift anymore. I think that that's how they could have brought her back, but because they brought her back to a lizard, like ah oh, man, they they just weakened her so yeah. fast, you know, just like that. Like everything she did this whole episode was gone, you know. I guess she was always just destined to be a one shot, you know. Yeah. But I I liked her. I wish I would have seen her again, you know, in an episode. For what we got though, this episode's so much fun. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a slept on episode, but uh mm-hmm. Mike, so Mike, that's Comic Chameleon. What do we have next? All right. Uh well, happy Halloween, guys. Kind of sorta. Our next episode is Ghoul of My Dream, so we're going to say hi to Morgana again. But this time we actually are having a third host with us this time. Um, We have Jim Peterson, who wrote the episode. Oh, man, Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, he was one of the three people who did write them. It was also Rob Humphreys and John Benke. But, you know, we were able to get Jim. We learned lots of great information with Jim. Obviously, we've already recorded it. Great episode, guys. Do not sleep on this one. Um, so look forward to that one. This is going to be a really fantastic episode for you guys. So Ghoul of My Dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, you guys are going to learn a bunch of stuff about the other characters. Archie, Morgana, Eakin, Squeak. And I will say no more. You catch right. us for that one next time. All right. So that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you all enjoyed Comic Chameleon. Check it out if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, I th- definitely think it's a slept on episode. It but is. Uh, Yeah. So guys, we're signing out. And make sure to stay dangerous. Have a good night. Stay dangerous. Good night, y'all.